What I was going to say was, welcome to the intro of Outrun the Bear, where Jacob introduces the podcast. And then you go. <laughs> Usually it's third time the charm. I think we're on fourth, fourth attempt. Oh man, fourth is going to be terrible. <laughs> Here, okay, we're at a podcast. We're just going to start talking. Hi, Adam. <laughs> hey, Jake. How's it going? <laughs> video games, video games, video games. Video the games, end. podcasts, we discuss. Let's go. Oh, I forgot to mention Twitter. Welcome to Outrun the Bear, episode 12. This is a podcast where Adam and I discuss video games and other things while we outrun. Hey, that's me. You I mentioned me in the intro. I did. That's good. I, I especially, I like the beginning part, the middle, and the end of your intro. They were all solid. I looked at your face and that made me laugh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we've come far. I'm just being honest. So what have you been playing? I, I no. look, I look <laughs> Professional intro number six. <laughs> How's it going, Adam? Uh, it's, yeah, it's going really well. I, um, I've played a whole bunch of games over the last little bit somehow, and I'm here to talk about them. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great because turns out... Wait a minute. Am I, am I on too. that podcast again? Perfect. Yeah. Hey, listen. I'm so I want to talk about Paper Mario. I want to talk about A Wolf Among Us. I want to talk about Oberdin. But all these pale. To my new to, to the to game the that new, you really want to talk about. The new so, like let's, greatness. And this is like let's start with that one because we'll just preface it with that your disappointment in me. I mean, we'll go a lot of places. Yeah, I, we're gonna I feel like disappointment in me is expressed in every episode. <laughs> wow, no, it's uh-huh. not at all. There's a, there's a level of disappointment. I don't think people see like the true disappointment that I know and can kind of cut through. I think through it's more envy. Your, I think your podcast I think voice. Backwards. I think, I think when I, I, I marvel at your ability <laughs> to just like, I have four minutes right now, I'm going to fill that with playing Mario. Um. <laughs> Jake uh, is also going to talk tonight today about uh, Mario 64 and how it was more important to play that than play a game with me. <laughs> but that's okay. That's a, that's that's a story for also. Also, Adam is going to leave for that segment. He's not even, even going to be here for it. it. I'm just going to talk about it. He doesn't want to hear anything about it. He's still pretty that's upset right, yeah. about it. No, we're going to talk about some games. We got a few games to talk about, and uh, and we'll talk about the PlayStation 5 release maybe, and how that kind of correlates with the Xbox and our thoughts there. Yeah. And, uh yeah so let's get started how about we we do something unprecedented though we're gonna start talking <gasps> about the games that you've played Ooh. let's do it all right let's do it um well i finished hero's mm. quest i became a, a hero thing. i've done that too like 25 years ago yeah yeah it, it took to me it took me yeah, <laughs> yeah we, well i wasn't really the hero kind for right. so many years and then i just kind of i was missing it but uh man alive you know sierra games uh that score the end score i feel like it's always so much lower because you have to do everything Mm -hmm. so perfectly to get the perfect score and we got 492 out of 500 and i was like that's that's a good score for a sierra game for the kids at home this is my recollection like a game from 1988 yeah i think think so something like that yeah yeah so uh, uh you know what and it was great 
and and uh, I played it with a friend. Uh, we did the whole parsec thing, and we just kind of shared control, took over. Yeah, great you know, way to play an adventure game. And, yeah. and it was, and it was a great way just from sharing. Like um, he had played it years ago. I um, you're obviously like when when it was released, and so he was more familiar with it than me, obviously. But um, yeah, it was it was just a great way to play it. And now we're playing Heroes Quest Two, so we jumped into Heroes Quest Two, but instead of playing the original. Um, there's a company called AGD Interactive. Uh, they used to be called Tierra Entertainment, and they got a fan's license to remake classic okay. Sierra games in kind of a more just updated graphics, things like that, and maybe even um, more updated interface. So they did uh, King's Quest 1, 2, and 3. They did really good jobs with like um, voiceover acting. And like King's Quest 1, 2, and 3 is like the very early type uh very pixelated uh games and so they redid them in kind of a more it's still i mean heroes quest was kind of cutting into its time it was like beyond the the original space quests and the police quests like it yeah it was was kind of the next step up it was like and they keep building 16 colors or something crazy like that yeah uh yeah so heroes quest 2 we're playing that version of it um because it's kind of like it still maintains the original story original puzzles and all that stuff just in an updated kind of interface with some additional sure. options yeah i mean how I, you i've played some game. of the Allens that way and so. i think it was a honestly it was a better experience and of course a lot of these games this was new for you but a lot of these games you in, in your mind they look a lot different <laughs> because you're like oh actually this game did kind of look terrible um or play or had yeah. just kind of janky in some areas and played kind of terribly and they cleaned a couple of those things up and then it's kind of more of what you actually almost remember it to be right yeah it's uh so yeah so we started playing heroes quest 2 uh which it's great uh it's also great yeah it's it's just fun playing that old kind of really classic adventure games uh because we had played and i think i said in the last podcast we played kind of a more modern point-and-click adventure and it and it it wasn't uh, as good as we thought it was going to be and it didn't really play up but this heroes quest is is uh being uh, i love the name of the company sierra entertainment Certainly, like a play on words yeah, with that, Sierra, but also like the King's Quest with the Tierra. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were for a while, and then they 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 switch now. They're they're AGD Interactive, and they also have their own. Um, they kind of have a branch of it, um, Himalaya Studios, I think, that they make their own original cool. content, original games as well. I have I have not played, but uh, their their fan made uh, versions of the Sierra games are are nice. really well done. Yeah. What else did you play? Um, ah, what else did I play? I finished uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. I say I finished it. I, I played through it. Um, I did not do amazingly well because I, I pretty much just played the songs uh, one yeah. at a time or uh, once through, um, you know, and got silver and bronze. Bronze probably mostly. Um, but what a great game. I I knew, you know, I knew a little bit going into it, kind of the... Uh, um kind of what it was about uh but it blew my mind it was it was just really well done the music was great and like it felt so good controlling you know because it's it's a it's a i mean what do you call it it's a I call it an interactive uh, um uh music album or interactive album i think is what they kind of describe it as but it's kind of like a it's almost like a uh uh like a music uh, beat game uh, a little like, bit yeah there's you're a bit kind of a rhythm of, game to it because your yeah. movements like because you're it's a rhythm yeah rhythm game is i don't know why beat it's a beat game, game. we're just so gonna call them beat the, games now. it's a beat yeah it's a beat game 
That's and when we beat a game, we'll call it. We really it's that game. <laughs> no, Jeez. I can't believe I could come up with a rhythm <laughs> game. Anyways, it kind of is because it 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 uh you know you're 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 moving through an environment, finishing bosses, and it's mostly moving back and forth or or timing your A button to the beat. Yeah. Right. Uh, you yeah. know, to do the action, and and mostly you're moving around to collect like hearts and stuff like that. Uh, so that in itself is kind of like the rhythm. Yeah you know part of it um oh but it's so good i've been listening to the soundtrack just kind of outside of the game i haven't done that yet i meant to and i know i will and i should just you if you can remind me kindly after the podcast i will uh add it to my playlist the <sighs> yeah that was a neat game we didn't talk about it too much i think when i played it because you hadn't played it yet and i didn't want to really to dive in but it was um and now i don't actually even know what to dive into but i remember sitting and playing it from beginning to end and uh feeling like i stepped away from a pretty pretty magical work of art that somebody put together and a, and a really strong musical album and to the point where i looked it up and like are these people like actually producing hits or something like they're actually really good yeah yeah it's totally worth it, it like it's an hour it was like an hour i think to go through the whole thing um uh you know just just kind of straight start to finish um, but the idea is that, of course, you you can go through and replay songs and and try to perfect yeah. them and get a better score in them. But um, and I pro- probably will. It's it was because it's really hard the first time. I was telling a friend, I was like, I I'm terrible at this. I'm getting bronze like every yeah. time. And he's like, Yeah, because I mean, you you kind of have to you know, know what's yeah. the the know what's coming to actually get through it. In I a think so. Good, yeah. Uh, but it's I remember seeing this game uh, when it was reeled on a nintendo uh indie showcase didn't really know what to make of it right and you saw that you saw that thing you're like what what is this thing that you're looking at and it's so good it's just such craziness in terms of its art and like what levels are yeah this is a crazy one where it's actually part of the uh the apple arcade so for Mm -hmm. yeah if you're not if you don't want to own it you can certainly play it for five bucks uh for a month and unlock the whole arcade and be done with it uh, which is what i did and it's um yeah yeah pretty good uh, and then I played Donut County, which was on my also list to play, game. which yeah. is also a solid, uh, quick game, but really fun. Um, just like uh, mm-hmm. Katamari Demacy, like a small version of that, kind of a little indie game of that, uh, was great and very funny. I thought it was uh, yeah, pretty well, well done, and all the dialogue fun, and the yeah. just a goofy raccoons game. and all that stuff. Yeah, very goofy, but Kind of just good. a story-based game, right, uh-huh. without a lot of... There's not a lot more to it, but it it was definitely enjoyable to play through. Yeah, there's like pretty minor puzzles in terms of the holes. Like you at first you kind of think, oh, it's just like literally gathering things up, making your hole bigger to get the mm-hmm. larger items. And then there's a few times where there are little puzzles in the order of things. You have to fill your hole with water and then use that water to catch a fish or yeah. something. And yeah, there's little things like that. So, but it's fun. Yeah, it was great. And then. Uh, you can leave the room for this. Uh, I finished Mario 64 uh, from the 3D All-Stars game. And I think I even said in the last podcast, I was going to get this game. It was collectors only. I probably, I don't know. I, the, the game I was going to play is probably Sunshine because I haven't actually really played that as much. And then just I ended up starting to play Mario 64. And I was like, whatever. I, I know the beginning of the game so well. So I was like, whatever, I'll just start playing. So you, start, you, you just kind of got, well. you fell into a well is what happened. Yeah, yeah I really did. Because 
once I had started, like, I, you know, I'd get all seven stars in a world and be like, well, I'll just work on the next world. And then once I was like 50 stars in, I'm like, well, I kind of feel like I have to keep going. And I kept going and it kept going. And of course, uh, I got, I had last night, I got all 120 stars and finished Bowser, which I have to say, uh, it is, it's still a great game. It's, it still was a lot of fun. And I was worried about the end game being super difficult. Definitely the last world, which is, um, I can't, I can't remember what it's called, something rainbow. Um, it, it's, it's a frustrating level. I found it super frustrating. It's the only level that I died so many times trying to get through that thing. And then Bowser, um, I, I can't remember. Have you, have you played I've it I've only played the beginning of it. I haven't played it much further than that. Okay, because like Bowser, the Bowser bosses, there's three of them, are always the same. You have to like grab them by the tail yeah. and like throw them at a bomb. Time, I'm terrible at timing that. I'm so terrible. So the last boss is like trying to circle them and trying to hit a specific bomb. And the last kind of section of it is is um, is more difficult because the, the, the platform is smaller, they're further away, and there's only certain ones available to you. Man, I threw him many a time and did not kill him. It took me so long last night to finish it. But anyways, Super Mario 64 is... It's finally complete, and I can finally say that I actually completed it. I was surprised to see that I must have played a majority of that game in the past because there wasn't anything that was a big surprise to me. Everything seemed pretty recognizable. I, I never owned a 64, so I've only ever played it at a friend's house or through emulation, but I know I've never actually 100% finished it or even finished Bowser off in the last fight. So, um, But everything seemed familiar enough that I was like, oh, well, I've clearly i've played most of this game in the past but it's finished i finished it so i'm putting that down and i am moving on to a game uh that you harassed me about uh, called hades which i bought kind of impulsively even my wife was like it seems like you're buying a lot more games now that you yeah, uh, Adam have a podcast about it. video games and i was like well it was on sale i have a podcast um <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> And, uh, and, and yeah, and I said, and, and Adam scares me. Um, <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> uh, but I did play it. I did start playing it. This was before I finished Mario 64. So I will get back into it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get into it. And uh, I really did enjoy it. And I know you don't really want to talk about Hades because you want me to get into it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind diving into it discussion we, around it. We, I, I, I'll um, say a few things. But, but I'll, yeah. preliminary, uh, I, I am enjoying it. It, it felt it felt really good uh in terms of like the action and the story and and um just i'm doing high level review of the i've only done like three mm. runs in it um but I, I i did like uh what i've played so far and i have little to no experience in a rogue light game uh like this yeah so and i knew uh, that going into it i you. never played um I never played uh, the big hit last year, Dead Cells. Um, I know. I, although it always interested me to get to try Dead Cells, I just never, I never did. Um, but this one, everybody's playing it. I wanted to get in at the same time. I, so I think it's kind I, of. An I feel like I'm already falling behind it, right? though. Like kind of getting in when everybody else is kind of excited about it, and so a lot of people are talking. I find like I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but kind of hitting that where we have in various ones, anyways, hitting that wave sometimes is kind of 
a, a cool experience because you kind of get the art and the pictures and you can kind of talk about it with other folks. And we have another friend that's playing this as well. And it's, uh, I, I think the way I, I kind of tried to sell to Jacob was like, this is a roguelite kind of for everybody. And I'm not like a big roguelite guy or anything. I've played Dead Cells and really enjoyed it. But most of these I can't really understand, like Binding of Isaac and other games like that. I just never really got into or tried for that matter. But this one is... Mm-hmm. It's got so much story that I figured you, Jacob, you you just couldn't avoid enjoying it. Um, and it has somewhere <laughs> in the neighborhood. I'm hearing people talking about like they're in like their 30th or 40th run or whatever. And they have yet to hear like a, a repeat in dialogue. There's like to over 20,000 oh, lines of recorded dialogue. And the um, and we'll dive in a little further when we've both kind of got a little more experience in it. But the uh, there's a really cool uh documentary on it um from a youtube channel called no clip um and i think we should mm-hmm. link that at some point but the um the cool thing about the documentary is they got in before they actually even released the game um so super giant games are the same folks that made bastion and uh pyre and transistor yeah. and uh so this uh, no clip fellow who puts together some pretty darn nice um uh documentaries and i don't know what his experience is but i i suspect he's uh um he's it's kind of called crowdsourced um documentary so he's doing this kind of out of his own passion i think he did one i got kind of got onto it because he did some interviews with the doom creators as well and he okay. uh, it's like a seven part little mini series that he's got on his channel for hades and he literally goes to um through the launch because they launched with the epic store if you recall and i remember immediately putting this on the that's list right of games i wanted to get was it was it an early, it was early access, access or was yeah. it just like and advertised? It was like, it was, and it was oh, literally okay. like the, one of the very first games that ever showed up. So when they did the Game Awards okay, last yeah. year um, and they announced the Epic Store, they, uh, which if you can believe it, the Epic Store has not been around for that long, right? It was, it was probably about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And the, the, this, was their, this was their big thing. And so for Supergiant Games, they were kind of taking a risk launching it on this platform because they were exclusive there, right? They didn't have Steam um they didn't have it on steam for a long time right and actually right now it's only on pc and um and it just launched on switch with their 1.0 release because they're a small team it, they can only sort of really push out to one platform at a time to, to get it right um anyways it, i think we can go on and on about this thing i i have been thoroughly impressed by it and i so i know that because i as i've gotten older i find myself i can't generally sit and play a video game for very long and this one's one that I'm having to pull myself into bed because I I gotta stop playing. It's it's very enjoyable. I've got a bit of a hot take on, on this company, um, Bastion. Mm-hmm. I it didn't it didn't click for I've me. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard I that for a few it. people that didn't like they liked the art style. They thought it looked cool, um, and it didn't click for them. I haven't actually even tried it. I played I it. Yeah. Oh, no. you've never played it. You know, I played it because everybody raved about it and i ended up with it on steam at some point so i was like well i better play it i did finish it i, I ultimately i didn't i didn't get it that's, um, not, that's got a narrator. i thought it was neat yeah yeah it's got a narrator and the narrator is kind of neat and the kind of concept behind it but i just i was like okay i didn't i wasn't like a super fan of the action mm. um and you can kind of see a, a bit of that in this i mean i guess it's that isometric yeah is that what you call it like it's a the kind of yeah. style you know obviously it's kind of translated to each right. of their games um i i don't find this any any anywhere near like bastion um 
and and you know i guess it's an evolution of it but um yeah bastion was never you know everybody's like oh so great i mean even a friend of ours uh kind of said like oh bastion was a great mm. game and i played it and i just was like i, okay. I wouldn't mind going back to try it and maybe by the time this thing's out the sale will be over but the there is a sale on right now for all of the games on switch and steam i think and oh, they're yeah. all like 80 percent off so i figured I might i'm always curious that. about their other games but i don't know yeah Pretty yeah. impressed overall with the company, yeah, though, and, really was the other one. and they're not—they're a, a pretty small crew, and they've got some really passionate yeah. people. Um, Hades, Hades seems great. Like, I, I, you know, like Bastion. There was no point where I was like, you know, even at the beginning, wasn't like, okay, well, I think I could get this, and then later on, felt like no, it just never did. Um, Hades already within, you know, only doing three runs, I was like, yeah, I I can get behind yeah. this. Um, it doesn't feel. Um, you know, I, again, I'm not super into roguelites or I haven't, don't have any experience with them. Um, it doesn't feel punishing. I, I mean, obviously, the big thing is like, you know, dying is kind of a way that you progress the story. So it doesn't feel punishing in dying. I didn't feel frustrated in that I died. Um, and maybe that happens later on when you kind of feel like you're getting further along in the game. I don't know, but uh, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I just, you know, I, I had a bad run where I died pretty quickly because I wasn't really understanding the new weapon I picked up. And then I just did another run and I was like, oh, I get this. And I really like yeah. this thing. I think um, I think the difference so, is they, I saw this pointed out by somebody on Twitter. It was uh, basically the game doesn't punish you for not doing well. Um, it almost rewards you in a way as, as a, again, I, I do plan on talking about this more at some point. We're going to talk about it so much. Gotta <laughs> I know. Back at some point. I'm taking but us the, down this path. But the, the fact is, is that I got to the very last boss and I had almost yeah. had the last boss completely perished and, and then yeah. I died and I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. Cause I'm, I got other things to look forward to when I do that. Right. And so right. I was right. completely happy to have that happen and move on and carry on and it's i don't think even completing that stage actually is just kind of a part of the game like it's not a, it's you i mean you could you could park it as like done by i've killed all the bosses but i don't think that's really completing the story and the amount of uh sort of conversation you have and anyways we'll we'll park it right we'll dive in later. yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an exciting game <laughs> uh -huh. i i think i'm so excited about it because it's one of those it's like a Hollow Knight or something where it's just a really well polished game from a smaller studio, and it's just it's picking up steam. A lot of people really talking about it and enjoying it, and I'm really happy for those folks to have success. Um, their their hard work's gotcha. definitely paying off. Yeah. And the I would re-promote the uh, the documentary. I think it's really cool to see how how a small team can put something together like this. Um, yeah, we'll be sure to uh, tweet it. Very cool. Um, In our Twitter. Yeah. Anything else you played? No. Oh, Outer Worlds. You're still playing that. Uh, still playing that. I'm. I feel like I'm very close to the end of that. Um, it's going very well. Uh, n not much more to say that I've already said. I'm still enjoying it. Getting near the end, yep. I think. Although I, I think that there's an expansion that was already released, and because I'm on Game Pass, I think oh, I cool. have it. Um. So I don't know if that unlocks after I finish the game. Don't so know. We'll so there might be a bit of content at the end for me to play, but we'll see. Um. And then I figure I left this one to last because I think this is on both our uh, lists uh, is Paper yeah, Mario. Paper Mario. What we a just, pleasant We both, we both finished game. that. It, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I am very happy that I picked that yeah. up. I mean, my son uh, cried when you told me, uh, watching me play this game. Boy, oh boy. Um, who would have thought 
the amount of emotion that would come out of a Paper Mario yeah. game. And I don't know if this is like standard Paper Mario. Yeah, it was a little harsh. It was you a know, little harsh. Yeah. I did not get to these sections with, <laughs> with my daughter. Uh, but even for me, being a full-grown adult, getting to this section, I was what like in yeah. shock uh, with the direction the game took and how it kind of dealt with, um, I, mean, I mean, death. Let's just say yeah. death. Yeah, so um, you don't expect it from a Without getting game, too right? much into it. It's, no, you don't really. And, like, it's not that it doesn't. It makes sense when you look at it and, like, you kind of see some of it coming from a mile away but the way they do it you're just like holy and they and and it's not like it's just like this oh this thing happens and we move on no you you then spend some time kind of dealing with 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 grief yeah with this uh so it's fun it yes it was unexpected um but but a really great game i will say there was certain sections where i felt the fighting mechanic was getting Mm -hmm. tedious um, and I was getting really lazy and kind of tired of, of doing the rings and getting them aligned because it, it wasn't really that right. difficult. Um, that lasted when in the sea area because I was trying to finish the sea area and I kept I kept running into fights and I was like, okay, okay, okay. You were okay, running into fish to the next, in the water? You know. No, I think it was just like oh, on, on the, the islands, islands or whatever, or whatever okay. fights you were forced to do in the islands. It, it, that I just, it, specifically that area to me reminds me of like a moment where I was, I almost turned on the auto battle yeah with like i never did turn that on i should have tried I was like, just to see I what it was like but i never did i did i did start running away from some fights where i was just getting like i don't need to fight you anymore i i did that as well but it's funny that the, the the times that i kept trying to run away from fights uh he would trip up and i'd still have to fight well him. i would just I keep just, running away right like i mean I basically just, they were, and and if you had yeah. a buddy with you those especially your later buddies they generally did a lot of damage and it wasn't mm-hmm. that big a deal but i've i definitely found the game mechanic for fighting to be okay for most of the game and then yeah near the end get a little tired i did find the boss fights still uh pretty engaging uh the light the they light were good work to be pretty they good. were good the um there's some there's some moments in that game um that are just magical like they just like oh yeah i won't say what they are because i think they sh- they're best experienced when they just sort of show up but there's um there's some definite like they just kind of go off on these like tangents um, of of gameplay, and it's really fun. And it's the whole game is just fun. And I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but like going from control to this, uh, this is just a light, breezy game. It's just light and breezy. Oh yeah. Well, the fighting for me was there was only that one section where I felt that, and I think it was because of the repetitiveness of it and the way that I was trying to clear that sure. area. Because later on, it didn't feel as bad. Um, and I think the the cool thing about that game is that the fighting, even though the rings, lining up the rings with the enemies is like a main thing, there's always like sections where it's not that. You know, where you get like the big paper mache bosses sure. or yeah. whatever. That that That's not a ring game. That's actually like almost like a yeah. platformy, you know, uh, you know, hit them in the, in the real world. So they kind of mix that up in the story yeah. fighting that... It does break up uh, the monotony of having to do the same type of style of fight, um, and the boss fights too. Like uh, you know, e- e- even the final boss was like a whole bunch of different mix of things to get to the to the end. 
Um, so it was great. I overall it was fine. I just I, I will say like it was only that one section because near the end uh, at the final run I didn't I didn't feel like it was a burden to have to keep fighting enemies for whatever reason and maybe it was because I finally got like the best equipment so it felt a little bit easier just to kind of like could be rushed through that, yeah. it at that point but uh no i definitely I, held I, out though i, I highly so recommend like, high-end weapons still available to me that i've never used yeah. oh yeah same i i always have this problem i had this problem in uh, yeah, breath of the wild i just i'd get like a really good weapon i'd be like oh yeah, i better save I that for the fight and then you realize enough, at yeah. the end you feel realize like well why did i why why did I save yeah. that? Like, then I just don't even I think use I literally it. could have always used, like, never used my main hammer and just used, always used the special equipment and probably be yeah. just fine. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. No, but I kept being like, oh, these are easy enemies, so I'll just yeah. use my never break That's right. hammer, which was like, the amount of equipment I was at the end of the game was yeah. ridiculous. And coins. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the coins thing was funny because you get a discount for the shops. Right. I kept right. forgetting. I was spending full price on everything. And at the end, there was a trophy for Princess Peach who was 75,000 coins and I had 65. And I was like, oh, I got I to gotta find 10,000. This is after I finished the game. And I was running around and I was trying to figure it out. I finally got 10,000 coins. I got there and I went, wait, what's the discount do? And it was 35. I spent a whole load of time to get the 10,000 to get the 70, you know, to afford the thing and realized I had enough coins because I just I had to pull the card. that was the last thing you did. To... And then you turned it off and took out the cartridge and go, well, I am satisfied now that I spent half an hour looking for 10,000 coins yes. so I could buy this digital yeah. trophy and then never look at this game yes. again. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I was, I was, you had told me, it's like, I don't know if you're going to 100% this game with all the collectibles. And I said, challenge accepted. And, and then I, I threw that yeah. challenge away because there's a few that are <laughs> too a little too heavy. Yeah, there's just a few that they're like, oh, refight all the bosses in mm-hmm. a challenge. Um, I don't usually go for that because it's just it's not a whole bunch of extra. Like, I'm, yeah, it's a challenge. Uh, if you really love it, I mean, I guess the, it'd be fun. But I don't mind the collect collecting in between things and whatever like that. But going back and redoing bosses and trying to challenge yourself in different things is is uh, i was just like eh, i did think you know what? i think we talked about this but i think good. the uh like the collectathon type stuff like where the, and they actually help you track things and they've got detectors on how to find things and they've got percentages mm-hmm. for each area that you're in and you can it kind of allows you to yeah. i it, it felt satisfying to like close off areas and move on to the next and sort of get the most out of them yeah um but yeah I'll, i i don't need to go back to the game but it it was about trying to think it was like 40 or 40 40 hours hours or something worth of entertainment for um a game that i would have probably just passed on if i hadn't heard too much about it and i thought still is better than most of the reviews i've read on it that kind of said that it was kind of too light and not rpg enough or whatever and don't get me wrong i would love a more rpg type game like like this but um i thought it i thought it hit hit the spot just just right i'll say it just came it came came at the right time like you said uh having played some more like intense <laughs> control um it was nice to jump into something like that i was also away from the house for a bit so i basically had the switch and i kind of wanted something and uh, you had already picked it up you had already had it for a few days i think and i just was like i'm gonna go get this game it, it was also an impulsive buy that i had to explain away when it showed up <laughs> blamed on me uh, and like. yeah yeah bl- i i i mainly blame everything on you whether it's <laughs> sure. game related or not why why is the tire in yeah. our car flat well let me tell you yeah adam 
Adam. There's a box of cookies in the in the cupboard. Yep, Adam. He told <laughs> me I had to buy them. And they're eaten. It's like, yeah, and they're all eaten. He told me to also eat the whole box. I didn't want to. I really didn't want to, but Adam told me. And That's so, weird. you know, what am I supposed to do? He scares me. <laughs> Apparently. I love it. Uh, um, but yes, I would, I, I do. It was, it was yeah, a really good game. It for, and, for other uh, folks. I think, I think it was definitely enjoyable. I would recommend it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's yeah, move on I got to a, you. I've got, a, got few, a couple games couple started. And uh, so I was able to finish off uh, A Wolf Among Us, which is one of the Telltale games. I think maybe their first one or their first big one. Um, uh, it's not their first one. No, it's their first, um, more heavier kind of, uh, because they had done, they had done back to the future and, uh, monkey Island at the point and Sam and Max. Wait a minute. And then monkey Island telltale game. That is like a choose your own adventure kind of game. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's more point and click. So they had done, so a Wolf Among Us was their first more choose-your-own-adventure yeah. kind of story-driven one, whereas they had already done um, this kind of point-and-click uh, Sam and Max and oh, maybe Monkey Island their old and Back to the Future Was that a while ago, the Monkey Island one? Uh, it was, it was a while ago. I wonder if that's the one I played. Because I did play some newer version of Monkey Island at one point. It's probably, it's probably yeah. them. Yeah, so Wolf Among Us is one of those games that's been on my list because it was kind of their first... Um, that that change in uh the way they approach right. games it's actually why i never played it because i had played so much of their earlier stuff sam and max i played all that stuff and i got really tired of the formula and so it kind of parked it yeah. dropped it and then they came out with wolf among us and i never got into it but i've heard good things and you should yeah it's uh it. turns out it's pretty good um it's it's not <laughs> quite what i thought and i don't actually even know what i didn't actually give it any thought so i can't say that it was like Oh, it's not what I thought. Well, I just didn't even think it was something. So, but it was. Um, it's all, and this isn't a spoiler by any means. It's uh, it's all based on like fairy tales. It kind of reminds me of that TV show. Also, never watched uh, around um, like sort of modern day fairy tales um, and fairy tale characters living in the real world. Um, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the show at the moment. I know what you're, you're but talking the, about. Uh, but this is kind of that kind of thing, and you play the sheriff who's a who's a, a werewolf, um, and yeah, just really heavily story based and and a little heavy, and actually pretty heavy. It has to do with a lot of there's a lot of death in this game, but um, yeah, it was pretty good. Played it through. I think the nice thing about these games too is you can kind of sit down and play a chapter. Chapters maybe an hour, hour and a half, and then and then park yeah. it and and go on with your life and you can kind of compartmentalize it a little bit that way so i find them really digestible um yeah great i should i should really pick it up and i play it i think so i, yeah. I have it it's well on anim- um, well animated and it's really beautiful looking well like i played the batman the two batman games and that kind of got me back into the idea that the telltale series had evolved right. into something different from what before i had played you know the the more classic point and click um, and I'm not saying that their point-and-click games were bad by any means, but I just I played a ton of them, and I got tired of it. But um, I have The Wolf Among Us, and I've heard really good things about it. And it is actually based on a comic book. Is it? Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, based on a Fables. Fables, yeah. So what I series. would say is that of these titles, like if I was to give some feedback on like, hey, what did you like about this game? What didn't you like or whatever to like to Telltale and say, hey, I think they're actually around again, and they're going to try to produce some games maybe. But um, it would be... I, I want to have a little more understanding of what the decision trees were 
what the and I love the fact that on some of these games, in fact, all the ones that I've played so far, they show you the crowd choice. Um, so you understand of the decisions you made yeah. what the majority of people made. Does it? Does it do that with the Wolf does, Among yeah. Us as well? Um, it does do that, oh, okay. but it only does it for like maybe maybe like four things in a chapter. Um, and I'm kind of mm. curious on a lot of them. Um, so I'd like I kind of like to know more of the tree. Um, a cool version of that is in, um, and it's the very first game that I played that I, I think I played it before Batman was, uh, is it called Being Human or Become Human? I can't remember the name of the game. Uh, Detroit, Detroit. Become Human. Yeah. Become Human. So that game, uh, once you finish a chapter, actually gives you a whole tree and shows you every single branching path that was possible. They don't tell you the things that you didn't do. They don't tell you what those things are. They just show you that there were other options available and other paths that you could have gone down. Um, and so obviously if you hit up against a major decision tree, you know, which path that was like, did I shoot the guy or not shoot the guy or yeah. whatever, but, um, but kind of knowing what those were and kind of, I think would add some replay value potentially. I will say that I, my suspicion is that Detroit become human has more paths than the average game. And that's why they show, they reveal all that to us. Um, because there's a lot of value, I think in the replay that t- tells you a lot of angles of the story that you just right. can't get from one, re- one playthrough. And I don't think A Wolf Among Us yeah. is as much like that. I think you probably get... Well, it's kind of... I suspect it's just kind of like the Batman series was, yeah, right? Yeah, it's mostly the same story. I mean, like, I remember with Batman... I don't, actually, I don't know how much I want to talk about it. There's a... Whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it anyway. There's a relationship in the Batman game, and you choose to right. pursue it or not pursue it. And, um, and then based on that decision, I don't know how much the story actually changes. I suspect very little. Um... But uh, but we chose yeah, not I to don't, pursue it, which I, was like almost like nine yeah. percent of people chose not to pursue it. But that was <laughs> us. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, it, a Wolf Among is great. Uh, I think if you like the Telltale formula, then it's perfectly great, and it's a kind of a neat spin on the fables and the and that world. It, and yeah. it's um, it's a little heavy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I should I should get um, to it. I played another game that you have played. Um, I've been playing the mm-hmm. Oberdin. Return to the Oberdin? Is that what it's called? Return, Return to the Oberdin. What a weird yeah. game. Um, <laughs> and what a great game. What a, what a, what a <laughs> clever fellow who made this game. So I, I think, I, I think we talked about this briefly, but just as a refresher for anybody who's interested, this is a, um, uh, you are an insurance adjuster and you are going on to a boat, a pirate boat. And pirate boat? Is it a pirate boat? I guess to be determined. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's not, not a pirate, pirate boat. boat. It's it. But anyways, so the <laughs> the people. It's transporting something. It's, it's just like a, a sure like part of the uh, East India Trading Company. Yeah, or you're right. right. Um, yeah. And you, essentially, uh, the the boat. Well, I mean, you, I don't know the whole story yet, but uh, essentially, you're you're kind of gone gone on to sort of figure out what happened. And you get a little mm-hmm. uh, nifty tool, which is which is in a trailer. It's a little um, stopwatch, and you can go back and see snapshots of what's occurring. And I, it's so funny because I think I actually knew this, but I didn't clue the two things together. Is that I'm like, as we started playing it, I'm like, this kind of reminds me of Papers, Please. And um, <laughs> and I think I even mentioned it to you, and I don't I think you said anything. Why? But Papers, Please, uh, what an amazing game. Uh, where you play like a border guard agent and you have books at your disposal that will help you decide whether or not 
um, the documentation and, and the stories that people are telling you are correct for allowing them to pass through the border. And there's a bit of a, even a, uh, a narrative around how important it is for you to sort of stay compliant so that you can, you know, help support your family and whatnot. And so that, that was kind of an interesting game that was a very different take on a, like most games today. And then this game is just like another step in that direction, just kind of an odd direction. And the amount of like detective work that's required to sort of put things together, whether it's detecting accents of voices to try and place people or names or references to uh, somebody saying, oh, where's my Frenchman or something, right? Like, so like just the way the dialogue is and, and what people refer to and trying to put two and two together. And you really need to solve, when you solve something, you kind of say, well, the, you, have to, you have to identify who they are. You have to identify kind of what they were doing and sort of how they died or what happened to them. And I think trying to put all those things together. And the way the game works is that after you've put together three correct uh, stories, they lock those in. And then that kind of, I feel like, and you know better than I do, and you don't need to, maybe don't comment on this, but the uh, but as you go, I feel like those become kind of the building blocks to helping solve the other ones because at least those are known anchors of like truth, right? So I can help leverage those to to tell stories right. of what's happened to other people. The one critique I could have, and I think actually there's two maybe. One would be um, that I think they could have allowed me to label things. So I could say this is this is character number forty three. So just let me label him number forty three. So that when I, I don't have to, like, so now I'm in a spot where I know who character 43 is, but I have to go back to other characters who I know character 43 killed this guy. But right now, under that person's ledger, it says unknown. So I would rather be able to just solve for 43 and then fill in that. So then I can run around and say, well, 43 killed these four people. And then I can then slip in, like, like once I've determined who 43 is, I'll just flip that to their name that would be helpful for me because then i'm oh, going through oh, and really investigating my own thoughts uh, um yeah and secondly and apparently he's already commented on this but uh would be to be able to probably just live and work at a certain juncture in the game i feel if i, if I could just live and work out of the book that i'm building which is the story rather than having to wander yeah. around the boat and explore further that would be kind of nice i kind of get why they right. don't do that um, but at the same time, I don't know. It's right. um, there's a lot of wandering around. Anyways, I'm about. Uh, I mean, I'm probably about two thirds of the way through. I feel like the ending's probably yep. kind of. I've got a whole bunch of people that have the same jobs that are very difficult to. There's like a, there's like a section there. You're probably at the toughest. I think section. I am too. I think they're all the three right? star like, There's guys like a really tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really tough section, and then it, and then it. And then it bounces to like the last few are just going to fall just a couple place, of guesses. Right? They're going to fall yeah. into place. Um, I mean, I talked a lot about this in our year end review uh, last year. Oh, because I, it was my, back on um, maybe there'll be some hints. There. It was my, well, it was my game. It was a game <laughs> yeah, of the year yeah, for remember, me yeah. um, because it was just the most unique experience I had that year of like, wow, this was so amazing. It was so great to play with my wife and she was picking up things and, the number of like you kind of enter it like you said listening to the audio and going these are the clues i need but it's so much more it than is. that it's yeah. so much more about the environment and looking at it and you're you're directed towards the key people that in a scene and you're like okay i'm looking at these people and then you go revisit the scene and you're like 
wait a, wait a second. If I wander around not, this door hand, what's what, this guy doing over here? Yeah. You know, like, oh, these guys were in the yeah. scene, but they're nowhere to be in yeah. this other scene. What yeah. happened to them? How am I supposed to know what? Wait a second. There they are. Like, you have to be so observant of like, where yeah. people end up. And no, I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I talked to my friend about this a, a lot because he, he jumped into the game because I labeled it uh, my kind of game of the year. And he was he was most he was actually more disappointed with it um, because he found um, he found kind of the art direction to be a put off. He thought the, the mechanics and the idea behind it was really cool, but he thought like, well, the, the, the art style is neat. But it just takes away from it to the point where you're kind of guessing like what is actually happening in the scene because I don't really know because it's so, you know, it's so pixelated. Some and stuff's stuff. a little like, hard to see. I'm like, is that shot? Getting, or is they... that a spear or is that a well, stake? Or it happened or... to me yeah. uh, near the very end. I was like, why am I not getting this? And it turned out that I just misinterpreted what was actually happening with someone. Well, I did that. Uh, I did that with looked... one person, and we ac- we ended up actually flipping what happened to that person, and immediately walked into three, and we're like, right. "Oh god!" Yeah, like, you... Because it wasn't clear to us what happened to that person, and right, and that'll happen to you. And so that's yeah. what he felt like was uh, he he didn't feel like it was the best. Of th- he he liked the intention. He didn't like the full uh implementation of it because he felt like there was stuff that was being held back by it because it, i get it, it. it was I'm arbitrary i understand but 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 i just i for me in it was such a cool game it was such a cool game to play and i had such a good time just sitting on the couch in the evening and just diving into it and just trying to solve this mystery and just like looking at these things and both of us working together because i'm like my wife kept pointing out things she was like what about this i'm like oh I didn't even yeah. think about looking at so that. So I will say you know, and... this game is definitely an excellent co-op game because it, for exactly yes, that reason. Definitely. And I think it's an experience you yep. can share and enjoy together. And yeah, uh, I'm playing with my kid and we end up uh, like I'm being asked if we go play it, which isn't like a super common thing. So it's like, hey, can we go play that Oberdin game? Because yeah, that's it's great. really great. So um, so yeah. I'm so glad you me guys too. jumping and, into that. Uh, uh, and yeah, so I do love that. I, game. I do feel like I'm starting. We're gonna hit up against a harder, harder notch in it. But um, yep. it seemed like it was like easy right out of the gate, and then it slowed right oh, yeah. down to like I don't know what I'm doing. And then you start kind of piecing some things together, and then it got a little. Then I was kind yeah, of yeah, kind yeah. of in like the honeymoon for a minute, and then and then yeah. I can imagine we're gonna slow right down again. Anyways. That's exactly that's exactly how it feels. They really do set you up to be like, this is pretty yeah. easy, and then you immediately go, "Sorry, what am I supposed right. to do with this?" Like, there's literally nothing in here because you you yeah. kind of assume some things, and then and then yeah. But um, I started really putting I, I mean, near the like end, a number of things together where I was like, okay, well, like all of this type of person look like this, like they all wear this type of right. thing, or they are maybe maybe they're in the rooms that they say that they're in, like or whatever, right? So like. That kind of stuff. Right. That that that's the easy yep. ones, I think. And um, although it wasn't really easy right yes. out of the gate for me because I didn't quite clue in right away. But anyways, right. Um, uh, I'll just say in the very last step, in order for me to like keep track of things, I w- I had a yeah. Notebook. Well, that's where I I've was. Gone down. I was yeah. keep literally um, basically I had to be writing yeah. things down to be like, okay, like what am I doing with these people? Like I know these things, so obviously, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very useful. <laughs> I great. did. Um, I started another game called uh, Hades um oh i haven't heard of this okay, tell me so more this is a it's like a roguelite <laughs> uh, okay. let's take a break we'll be right back
Welcome back, Jake. It's good to be back, Adam. Right? I mean, it's been a while. I mean, it feels like I never really left my desk. Maybe that's all we should do for all of our intros. It's just, and we're back. Like, We just never even entered. People that click on the podcast, do they need to hear what our podcast is about every time? Probably not. Is there a shuffle? Is there like a shuffle in the podcast world where you just get shoved to like a rent? You're like, you know, you're doing a run and suddenly they just like you're like a random podcast, blind podcast. Yeah, blind podcast. Is that a thing? That could be a thing. I think I think it's coming up right now. Because that would be weird if you had blind podcasts and you just do you remember going like a thousand years ago, maybe maybe fifteen hundred years ago on the internet they had these uh they had like web rings and. And maybe maybe you don't, but there's there were these things called web rings, and essentially, like in order to kind of get your site to become get some traffic, this would be like a GeoCities type of website, and they would you would kind of sign up for a ring, and then you become like part of the hobby ring for aquariums or something, mm-hmm. and and there was you would literally insert some code to have like you know go to next website kind of thing, like it would take you to another similar uh, type of okay. site, yeah, and there would be a random button there. I think that's what you're thinking of. I think yeah, pretty you, much. Yeah, I think it's exactly what it was. Um, so in between our last recording and this recording, so the last recording we talked a little bit about the Xbox release and how excited we were for that and how we think it's a great platform and we're excited. Well, we're- you and I, we have some PCs that can play games and probably, for all intents and purposes, don't have a real reason. We're under obligation uh, to upsell uh, Xbox, right? Ups- upsell the Xbox uh, gaming experience through yeah. the Game Pass, I mean, for sure. It's in our contract. And they, yeah, and I think uh, so. Since then, uh, PlayStation came out, yeah. uh, or Sony rather, came Ooh. out and said, "Hey, we got a we got a system too, guys, um, and we're gonna sell it to you, and it's gonna come out on November twelfth, and we're gonna announce that it's gonna be available for pre order tomorrow, and then we're gonna just all the retailers are gonna go. Guess what, guys? You can order right now, and, and then you go to order sell it out before the pre order could, could even. Yeah, like in what world? So here's my question for pre orders. In what world is it that we're living in where I can't just put my name in a queue and just just be done? Why do I have to line up at all can of I, these different realtors? Can I tell you? Can realtors? I tell you what world we live in? Retailers. It's this so world. You, it's this world. <laughs> yeah, it's this world that we live in that you can't do that. I don't know if you. Well, I, I just thought I'd bring that to light. That's that's the world we live in right now. So. I don't understand why there isn't a queue for. I'm honestly surprised that it what? sold out. I don't. I guess I'm kind of sold out. I mean, I, are I guess you it's, really? A little bit. Did so? What why? happened to it? Wait, Xbox did. Xbox... Have you not heard about all the graphics that it has? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I clearly, okay. I clearly. Have not. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. What happened with Xbox pre-orders? Uh, same thing. Yeah, they Same sold out tomfoolery. too. Oh yeah, oh. absolutely they did. Of course they did. Oh, okay. They, here's they the thing: all the scalpers like, and stuff, and like so. Apparently, Sony, and maybe this is maybe a U.S. only thing, but apparently, Sony, you could literally get into like a lottery, and they would just email you and say, "Hey, we got one for you. Just you know, when you get a minute, log in, put in your your payment details, and it's yours. Jeez. And you'll get it at launch. So that's kind of neat. But but even what's even more neat is if they did that on a wider scale. Like, why not just say, "Hey." We're, I mean, I guess the problem is, is that uh, as Sony and Microsoft, I still need a brick and mortar distribution uh, in some way. Right. And I'm not going full 
I don't want to alienate those guys yet because they helped me sell a bunch of ticket uh, tickets. I was going to say uh, games, physical games, <laughs> and it's become. And maybe we're we're not quite there yet, but in my mind, like why have why are these guys not just cutting out Best Buy and Target and Walmart and Amazon? Like just sell direct. Why wouldn't you? You're big enough. You've got an infrastructure for shipping. Like if you don't have one, build it. Seems like a seems like a thing you could do. Uh, I, yeah, I. Well, I think there's still uh, a surprisingly de- like a surprising demand to to support those those brick and mortar companies um, to get your console in multiple locations and you know so, some people don't some people don't want to ship some people want to just go out and pick it up you want to be able to see it in store so that someone who's walking by a PS5 uh you know display says well what is it whoa look at the look at how much graphics is in that little box look at all over the there. graphics look at all the graphics <laughs> and they go i need to buy all the graphics i need more graphics yeah yeah and i so get they that. buy you know, the graphics, you know right? what you're totally right i do think though that there's a there's probably a middle ground and i you you know we have to remember or i have to remember when i'm saying all these things that there's a vast majority of consumers that are don't care whatsoever and they'll just pick this thing up at some point i will say like the last two console releases i didn't really care i think i knew about them specifically um, xbox but and i PlayStation. yeah i literally could care less that they came out and i think i think i bought an xbox about maybe two years into the cycle um and it was mostly because it was at costco and at a brick and mortar store and and because they had some promo on it on it and mostly because i'm like this would make a great overall media center like for playing back movies and netflix yeah. and uh, plex and uh and other things yeah and it was voice controlled and i'm like mm-hmm. and it could control your whole tv and it would do all the things yeah i'm like this seems great like that's actually what sold me on the xbox um more so than like getting more graphics um which is surprising but, uh, but i mean I but now look at you you were driven by the graphics I'm only driven by graphics. Yeah. yeah. Stop starting rumors. So, I mean, I don't have to. You've, I mean, I think I mean, it's been it's pretty clear from these podcasts. I do you know, these podcasts are public, the right? This is not just like a phone call. Wait, what? Yeah. We're posting these on the internet so people can hear oh, them. So, this is not just like a personal. Edit them. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. All right. Like, like, why do you keep making me edit our phone calls? <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so PlayStation Five comes out. It comes out. It has two prices: three ninety nine and four ninety nine US. Three ninety nine translates to five hundred Canadian somehow, and five hundred translates to six thirty. This mm-hmm. thing, this thing for the non disc version, which apparently is less. There's less of them. It's a pretty good, pretty good price for what you what you're getting. I mean, the Xbox is in the same boat, but you're basically getting. There is no lesser than version like the Xbox has. The Xbox has like a. Less powerful version that'll support 1080p primarily, Um, and this this one is just the whole thing. Either way, you just don't get a disc um, in the lower priced. I sense that this is the first push from both of these vendors to go more digital. So they are, in a way, kind of cutting out brick and mortar a little bit um, because both of the cheaper versions of either one of these don't have a disc. Well, um, but Xbox already had a, a full digital Xbox One. Yeah, I think that was their... Uh, and when that came out, uh, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I certainly read a number of articles suggesting that that was them dabbling in their feet in the water to see how well it, how much traction it would get. 
um, mm-hmm. and how many people would actually that buy one. Wasn't even that long ago. No, it wasn't. It was like a it was year like ago, a year maybe? and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so that was the the idea was it was more of a science experiment for them to see um, how many people would pick it up. And mm-hmm. I think realistically, um, I think an all digital version sounds okay to me these days. I I think um, I think if I wasn't so such a like a Nintendo fanboy, I probably would have gotten all digital on my Switch as well, just out of sheer convenience, really, rather than having to hunt for cartridges. If they had better sharing platform on Nintendo, I think I'd be keen for it. But as it turns out, having physical cartridges when you have like kids and want to share game yeah. cartridges, it works out really, really well. So, Digi- anyways, digital is super convenient, and oh, and man, when you have so a digital convenient. version of a game that you can dive into, uh, it really shows when you're like, oh, I gotta go get this cartridge, or I gotta go get this disc to throw into the, mm-hmm. the thing. It's kind of, it's such a stupid thing. I the the <laughs> the thing I remember is my wife, you know, having like a Plex server with like digital versions of our DVDs or whatever. And uh, her going like the Plex server's not working. I can't. I can't play the thing or whatever. And I was like, the, f- the physical DVD. It's it, it's literally on the shelf around the corner. And she's like, Oh right, I have to get up. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it's 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 just so funny to think like that's where we're at. Where you're like, if I can't stream this to this device, then uh, forget. I mean, I, I can't even bother. Even it. though, absolutely, you know, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I mean, the same I mean, way. Personally. I comment here, but I, I definitely wouldn't have got up. I would have just found something else to watch. Yeah, well, I think she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think at the time I, I called back to it. Like it was too late at that point, and she had just chosen yeah. to watch something else because she couldn't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, but I would, I would do the same thing. It's just kind of like that idea Absolutely. that the convenience is there. So I, I understand. Like you, a Nintendo fanboy, I, I like the physical copy of like a collector's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I don't have that with the games from a PlayStation or Xbox necessarily. No. So digital. To no, me they could is be there if that was fine. your thing, right? But they're yeah, it's not a strong bond. It's not as a strong reason. bond for yeah. the physical uh, collectors piece. So I, I could be convinced uh, in a digital. To yeah, a, I think to the only, I mean the thing that disc drive gives you in either one of these is um, assuming that you're fine with the specs uh, is I think you're getting a just another option, right? Okay, I'll say this so, about digital. I'll say this about digital. I, I, the thing that worries me about digital or the idea of only having digital copies of games is what does that what does that mean for the future of me owning that digital game? And digital stores still today aren't um, they, they can die. They so can. so what does it mean? You know, like I went all digital or I went. I, my plan was for the Wii U era was to go pretty pretty all digital. Uh, I didn't do a lot of um, physical. I wanted to do a digital kind of gaming experience. I got an external drive for it, all this stuff. And, but the idea is like, it still exists today, but what happens when that eShop closes? I better make sure that I have all those games downloaded and I can't download them again. And now I realize it's maybe a little bit different and maybe that eShop isn't going to close. I don't know. But the digital ownership of a digital game it makes me um concerned a, a little, little bit in these things yeah. because you're almost like renting it for a period right well you think about like it's in the same with apple it's happened with apple with movies you know people go into their thing and suddenly they're the movie that they bought suddenly disappears this happened to me with uh, rock band i remember we i bought a bunch of games right. for that rock band and then i went to go Songs, re-download them and they're like they're no they were licensed for a period of time and you can't have them anymore yeah and i'm sure it's in the fine print somewhere but of course you don't read this when you're buying well, them. and that's 
that's the problem with this digital like we haven't really solved for that 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 thing and and yeah. you could argue well okay well these games that i'm getting digitally like that they're not going to go away like you know your steam library you know um pc is probably the most um solid you know the games will disappear from stores but you still own them like i know the fallout series went in and out of, out of um availability for instance like the originals um and i remember gog just gave them away for free because they're like we're not going to have them in a month so just take them and so we got them for free and then you couldn't get them anymore but they're still in your account you can download them they have the installs all that that's fine but you can't right. you couldn't actually buy them anymore um so you don't really hear that in the pc world but that that's that's kind of the concern so if it's a game that you you want to own and you think like you know, you want to maybe go back to that game. And I think that's why Nintendo for me, like physical copies is like an important thing for me, especially in like the, the franchises that I feel so strongly about, like Zelda or Metroid or Mario, that I want that physical copy so that I always have that to go back on. If the yeah, console... Yeah, I bought Animal Crossing digitally, which was... Um, I did too. Yeah, mostly, I, and I don't, I don't regret it for a moment, to be honest with you. Um, I think Not it was even for a decision. moment? Nope, zero moments were were regretted. Um, but the, I hear you. I think uh, I mean Steam's a good example of a, of a platform that has st- stuck around and continues to not be a problem for you. Um, and yeah. and it's mostly because it can carry forward and PCs handle things a little differently. I I'm hopeful that we're going into an era with uh, the newer consoles that aren't Nintendo because I don't I think Nintendo's in, still in the dark ages on so many things that. Um, that they are going to allow like my understanding is the the previous xbox games and there's actually i think i saw some youtube channel uh videos pop up about them there's no games they can play on yet but people have review consoles so they've been testing backwards compatibility Mm -hmm. and they've had no problems with it and so the thought is is that maybe your library will start to come forward and maybe you'll pay uh i would imagine because they'll find ways to try and try and pay for things to happen is that they'll pay you'll pay an extra maybe they'll they'll do a revisit on a game and they'll allow you to pay ten dollars or twenty dollars to get it it. into a a, a, maybe a higher maybe texture packages or something like that now to be fair there's tons of games on pc that just never get revisited ever and if they were to relaunch them maybe, maybe they'd do the same thing but um yeah, I guess my hope is is that we see a little more longevity, and I don't think Sony and I mean Nintendo's not going anywhere either, but they they're just a different company in the way that they handle some things, and they do like they close down some of their online services. Well, the the hope so, is that you know Nintendo's gotten to a point where the eShops are a platform that can exist going forward. Like if you think about the PlayStation, uh, whatever it's called, PlayStation Store. Um, you know, you 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 still see PS3 games, you still see PS4 games. Like you they, do. they coexist. Yeah. And Vita games. And um, like now that. you yeah. don't in a Nintendo eShop, but you kind of hope that the back end for the Wii U and and uh, you know Switch eShop is in some way similar, so that it can can maintain uh, that eShop for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I don't for- know. I mean, Nintendo is 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 always been unique in the way they handle these things. So it's you know the Wii shop is closed, right? I haven't gone back it, to my Wii to look, it but is, the Wii yeah. shop is closed, so you can't actually buy Wii games anymore through that eShop, though it was it was a pretty limited experience in what you could do, but there was virtual console and things like that that you might have purchased and, and kept in there. But yep. um, anyways, I mean, we don't have to keep going on about it, but I, I like the idea of digital, like I could probably do it. I, I don't know, though. Like, 
Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence. And I do think it, it, it does also give you options. And of course, these also are 4K Blu-ray drives, which right. I, I don't know how many people are actually buying 4K Blu-rays. But um, if you have the, the kit to play them back and the 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 wallet to sort of stomach the, the, the prices of those discs, um, I guess that's a, that's a thing you could do as well. Yeah. The, but the pricing, I think, is pretty good. So if you think about um, this, th- this all-digital version for, for 500 Canadian, and you compare that to uh, the PlayStation uh, 4 Pro or the Xbox Series X, Series X. I honestly I can't I mix them up all the time. It's but fine. the whatever the old the older X was, the that's how much they sold for. So sure, it's a premium price for a console because they were the sort of the pro versions. But you're getting a substantially better machine, and I think the the teardown on both these machines I've seen is like they're selling them well below. Um, what their cost is to build them mm-hmm. currently, and I'm I suspect there's a curve there, and they'll, you know, start to become profitable at some point as the tech sort of. But these things are running cutting edge stuff. So it's interesting, though, right? Like, I don't actually know. I mean, you could argue, okay, well, PlayStation Five is like come in at the best price because of the three ninety nine one, but it's really interesting to see Xbox come in with the cheapest solution. Which a yes, cheaper solution. arguably that will probably is fill a role for a lot of people. Not the yeah. highest spec, but it's pretty high specs. Yes, and, and then both of their top tier consoles is the same price. Are the same price, yeah. And then, but you what you have is you have that same hardware without the physical drive in kind of a midpoint. So it's an interesting like spread of costs for these consoles across the uh, across the two companies. It's yeah. To me, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't scream as like one has won over the other in this price. Well, you know what's going to be great battle. is Digital Foundry will will garner millions of views. Um, Digital Foundry being a YouTube channel that does a lot of tech comparisons and like uh, all sorts of aspects of games and compare them against different platforms, PC to Switch to Xbox yeah. to PlayStation or whatever. They're going to garner tons of views for people comparing the performance of whatever latest game is on PlayStation 5 and the latest Xbox and then the yep. other Xbox. And at the end of the day, like, they're going to be so close in their visual fidelities. Like, it just, I don't know how much it's going to matter. I don't know how much uh, it's going to They measure matter. frame rates and gameplay a little bit as well, but I think that's that's the, for the most part. Yeah. In any case, the I think the pricing's pretty decent. I think it could have been higher. Uh, I think PlayStation maybe got a bonus because that xbox released theirs first right i am curious to see i th- I think that uh, rumors have it that they're producing about 80 percent of the disc version and 20 percent of the digital and the digital is a little harder to come by i think it's the one that sells out really quickly when, the, when yeah. there have been sales released um and that one they got to taking a big hit on because i can't i'd imagine the parts for the blu-ray drive aren't you know whatever the difference is in cost here so um anyways kind of an interesting thing mm-hmm. um i think they both complete compete against that higher end uh xbox which is um kind of just kind of interesting yeah i threw something uh, in here that kind of came mm-hmm. out uh because they had said this was not going to be the case and they flipped on it uh so spider-man and horizon forbidden west are actually coming to the ps4 they will yeah be available yeah, and you and i PS4. talked a bunch about that yeah, like, we, when do you do that cutoff right yeah. we literally last episode we were just saying like oh it's kind of feels kind of a bummer that uh they're not doing this that there's doesn't there's there's no transition period sony was basically i mean they did and i looked this up afterwards because i felt like crazy because we had said well it's not coming for ps5 or it's not coming for ps4 and then after the last thing they're kind of like yes it is and i was like but 
they told us it wasn't and I, I found out like they they originally said yeah these are games are ps5 exclusives they're not coming out for ps4 you're gonna have to get a ps5 to play them and then they clearly changed their tune more recently i'd it's it's interesting that they could either either there's miscommunication because they when i looked it up they literally said it wasn't for ps5 which is surprising that they could you know spider-man's coming out this year like in only a couple yeah. months right yep so it seems a little surprising that they could just suddenly be like, oh, you know what? We will make it available for PS4. Because I know you can tune down graphics and things like that, but developing for two separate consoles and just making that decision last minute seems like they probably always had that plan. I think but, they probably had it as a thing in their back. Or they were maybe. building on PS4. And Horizon Forbidden West, is I, that's not coming out anytime soon. That's like a next-year game, right? It's a next-year game, too. And I'm, so I was surprised to see that, that they're saying, yeah, it'll be PS4. I mean, it's it, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that one's for it. that one actually surprised me a little bit, and it'd be interesting to see if they delay their PS4 release or something just to try and garner more PS5 sales or something. Because I think at the end, um, as good a deal as I think the console actually is for like the the value for entertainment, um, what's the what's the real compelling reason to buy one um, today? And it's it's not the software, right? Because there's nothing. I mean, there is a few launch games that wouldn't be available elsewhere. Yes, you'll get you know slightly improved graphics but unless you have uh, you know like a 4k tv and some other stuff going on like what are you actually really getting out of it and i was kind of oh, looking at my shelf here at, you've at not heard games that i haven't opened what's that have you not heard about all the graphics i did hear about the graphics mm, okay. but that's the that's the clincher right like like if i get like a little more um i'm not getting any different gameplay no it's just no it's just really i'm i'm just I'm. I almost feel like I'm in a PC and I'm getting a newer version of my PC, and that's enabling me to, you know, get a slightly better frame rate. Or and I think we're still we're still seeing options in these games, and this is the thing that kind of gets me with both these consoles, is we're still going to see options in these games to get performance mode over like a fidelity mode. Yeah. And and it's. I don't want either one of the. I just want a mode. Just play the game yeah. in the one mode and have us all have the same experience god awarded this where you could play it in 4k or you could play it in 1080p and you could get somewhere between like 30 and 50 frames per second or you could get a locked 30 in 4k and i flipped back and forth between the two a few times and i honestly i just ended up playing it in 4k because i liked the locked frame rate better rather than the frame rate jumping around mm -hmm. but the we're not there yet. Like I think the, the latest graphic cards that came out, and I think we mentioned this as well, is like maybe those are getting closer to being able to do 4K properly. But yeah. what they put in these things, we're we're almost like a. I feel like we're a generation away from 4K at 60 frames per second, mm -hmm. which is kind of too bad. <laughs> Anyways, I... first party games, kind of a strong lineup, I think. But at the same time, Miles Morales, I I feel like it might just be like a like a really big DLC. Well, um, I mean, but be the same kind of Spider-Man game. If you got a PS4, I'm and just, plays on PS4, I'm gonna end up Sackboy. No interest. Demon Souls looks amazing. I don't I, even know what Destruction All Stars is. Demon so, so Demon parties. Souls is a remake. I was just reading. Demon Souls is a remake, yeah, from like a thousand years ago. Right. So it's the f yeah. Okay. So it is just yeah. the that the, the original Demon Souls. Just it's remake. it's literally the thing that kind of made the Souls right. games. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it looks everybody's kind of ooing and aahing about it because it looks really good. And the, yeah. I will say that the video that they gave of it and showing the guy dying or whatever was was pretty impressive. Right. 
um, Astro's Playroom, which is more of that. Um, and it's a platformer. I have zero platform. interest in that. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Destruction All Stars you mentioned, which is like a uh, arena fighting, driving kind of battle game. Oh yeah, I rem- okay, I remember seeing that. Yeah, not, which is again, meh. Not super interesting. So there's nothing so really I think for me, there. Like, it's basically Demon Souls and Marvel and. I guess cyberpunk if you were picking this up yeah so launch. if you move into the third party um you know that that are coming out there's assassin's creed valhalla which of course is coming out for everything, everything. uh cyberpunk 2077 which is coming out for everything call of duty blocks up cold war do we even need to talk about call of duty who cares um <laughs> wow yeah our opinions yeah uh <laughs> De- devil, devil may, may cry that's not the remake that's actually the one that made me say the comments about the performance modes because here's a game that's a little bit older although fidelity was quite high on it even at like its launch on ps4 and i think it's on pc as well um but they have like three different modes you can run this thing in so you can run it at i think 120 frames per second at 1080p or you can run it at uh 1440 or 4k or something like that but i anyway it's just surprising to see kind of neat that you can see the options but uh, yeah just I guess disappointed that we can't have, can't have our can't have all the things, the cake and the eating. Yeah, the cake and the eating. Yeah, and that, then they show off like, oh, Fortnite's available at launch on these things. Well, okay, great. I mean, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, but does it I didn't have ray tracing? It not to be. Uh, actually, I don't know. Probably because if you uh, haven't played that they Fortnite, just, they just turned it on uh, on PC tracing. this week. Uh, DLSS and ray tracing got turned on. I did turn it on. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> What? I haven't really? gone looking though. No, I really couldn't. Um, I, the only difference I noticed is that my frame rate dropped. Um, <laughs> that's about the, about the only thing I noticed. Uh, I don't play enough Fortnite to be a connoisseur, but um, yeah, interesting. So the other ones, but yeah. So like Destiny so like, Two, Watch Dogs Legion. I, it, you know, it, I will say like obviously the PS5 wasn't like something that I was like, oh, this is going to be you know a day a day one for me at all. Uh, neither of them were going to be. Obviously, Horizon Forbidden West and Spider Man were two that I was like, yeah, I really I really want to play those games. Um, do I need a PS5 anymore? Turns out I don't, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't need to reiterate my opinion about things. But like, if if it means I can play those games on PS4, well, I'll be getting those on PS4 like absolutely yeah why why not um Um, no i think you'd be bad too and i think uh i mean i do think that you could probably um get into this thing and sell your old hardware although those prices are probably dropping like rocks probably a good time to pick up a ps4 frankly what a giant library that game that system has Mm -hmm. the the one thing that they did also announce that we didn't make a note on is the and I, I think because they're such a juggernaut, they don't quite have to do the same thing that's, that Microsoft has done just yet. But they are offering something that I think would be really great for somebody who never touched PlayStation, where they've got the PS Plus uh, feature that, where they're enabling basically almost all the greatest hits um, right out of the gate for um, on the PlayStation 5. So, And you'll get... I think they're going to upscale or there's some fidelity difference in, in any case, but you get things like God of War, Persona 5, interestingly, not not the new one. Excuse me. Um, Uncharted 4, all sort of like the big hits and the reasons that you would have bought PlayStation yeah, have to begin here. with. Um, it's not just, it's not really just PlayStation. Um, no, they've got some other games. Like that they've are got not Fallout theirs. 4. Yeah. 
uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, there you go. So they've got a few more. And my hope is that they'll continue to add to that, and maybe maybe they'll build out their own version of um, of their of a sort of a game pass. And I think, I think that's uh, I think that'd be great because honestly, that that's the way I want a game going forward. Yeah, they 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 kind of came out in response to like the question of whether they would do something like Game Pass, and they said it's not sustainable. That's the response. That, they said that. Oh, they that's said interesting. that. I hadn't heard. I'd read that that they said like something like Game Pass on PlayStation is not sustainable. I mean, yeah, just like, we know just that Microsoft like we can't is... change the handles on PlayStation because that's too hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, I'm sure that was right, but like, oh my goodness, how can you not change your name? Yeah, uh, but like yeah. the. I mean, there. I mean, we know that Microsoft uh, is not necessarily making, you know, money hand over fist on the on the Game Pass. Uh, no. You know, they. Well, they actually, they, I don't they, know that. But I think they did. I, they, I think they came out that they're not really making uh, like a huge profit off of that off that Game Pass. It's 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 definitely a hook into a larger thing for them. But um, it's it's their kind of the direction they're taking. But. Um, yeah, it's interesting they're doing the PS Plus collection. It is also interesting that you can only get it on PS5. Um, you can I, only I, get those titles, yeah. And that makes sense to me. I think like they have to create some incentives to get people to move over to the latest console. I, I My hope is, is that the PlayStation 6 isn't seven years away and that, the, uh, that after... I don't know, maybe maybe four years or whenever there's a reasonable window of a technology bump that they just introduce a PlayStation five and a half or a six, and that's a that's just like the like or or they just drop the number, um, and they just start calling it PlayStation, and you just have the latest PlayStation, and whatever one you have just plays the games at that fidelity. Yeah, and and it, I mean the iPads no different, or the or other like our computers are no different, where you just you just get it's like more tech right because we know these games can scale i did see there was some comment um and i should have read more of it before i kind of dove into this but there was a comment from a remedy developer specifically about his concerns with the way that microsoft is taking their hardware to be more of a kind of like well you know you can kind of choose your fidelity or your power you know of how yeah. you want to play your game and they yeah. they express concern over their ability to i, I guess the... control or develop their games to be able to support the multiple kind of ways and you know we we talked well you know you do, they do it in pc already but i don't I, I don't know i mean i'm not a developer and i do not know the underlying effort to get it running on a specific platform on a specific hardware and i and maybe it's a bit of an unknown in terms of like what the difference is between developing for Xbox. Well, S that's and- an interesting comment, and I don't think they're quite prepared for it yet because I think they're they're still kind of in maybe the the infant phase of this. But mm-hmm. like they're like PlayStation, Sony is requalifying anything that they allow to run on it, and they said that almost the entire back catalog will run on mm-hmm. the PS5, right? Which is great, right? That means that I, you can just ditch your PS4 and play on your, play all your stuff. Yeah, there's tons of great library. Like I suspect PlayStation 5s for some time will play a bunch of PS4 games for people, but the yeah. uh, um but but the fact that they have to sort of check them suggests that it's not really the same kind of architecture right like they're having to con- like confirm right. that there's not some goofy thing that they're trying to do that is going to cause a bad player experience right um and those are going to be pro- probably pretty hard to shake out so yes as a developer i can see that a little bit frustrating i think 
I think as a developer, I want to be able to make sure that everybody gets the same experience for the most part. But even on PC, you don't have that anymore. Mind you, Remedy doesn't develop games for PC, right? Uh, Remedy doesn't. Oh no, Remedy does. Of course yes, they, they do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they I was like, make I had to read. What, re- talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what did you just say? I'm thinking of a different developer. Uh, and the name I can't remember at the moment, but it's kind of like a bloodstain kind of thing. <laughs> It'll be close uh, to remedy. That's a, that's a podcast joke. Yep. Podcast um, joke. Hey, one one hot tip that I heard today. Okay. Uh, unrelated to any of this, I'm just buried in our PlayStation. Ooh, review. you had to get to this point in the podcast to hear this hot. This tip. point in the podcast this is the hot tip. It's a big I secret. heard yeah. through developers that on promise of an anonymity why can't i say that word that one that that, word that that word that uh that um they are asking developers nintendo is asking their developers to prep their games oh yes yes i also read that so that might mean we get new hardware next year yeah maybe 4k is not something Oh, so I, I don't even care about the 4K. It's, it's for, not the 4 the, the fact is just we get new hardware. That's exciting. Yeah, it's interesting. I just it's just interesting that 4K is the thing. I I wonder if well, I mean, who knows, right? But um it's not the thing I think of oh, when I think like okay, the Switch you know needs it needs an upgrade. But No, man, the Wii U was on the first like HD Nintendo. Yeah. And 1080p had been out for a while. Like, if you remember, the Xbox 360 ran 1080p. Yeah. Out of the box. Yeah. The Wii U came out after that. Or the Wii came out after that. Did it? And the Wii, yeah, and then the Wii U came out, and that finally had 1080p. There was a giant gap in time. But the Wii had motion control. Well, then. I mean, you're right. And my, you know, grandparents everywhere were playing bowling, so. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you you needed that in 1080p. It's a a weak argument, I know. um but um, uh yeah no i don't care about the 4k either what i do care about is that we're getting some new tech which probably means that there'll be some new hardware and maybe we'll see a revision and that's kind of exciting um and whatever whatever that means i'll be excited about it right yeah also no, it, for people that do have 4k displays and i think i've said this before like i don't i get the game can can be scaled to 1080p like that's fine just but give me the UI crisp and 4K right. if if I have a 4K TV because it makes it just makes everything look better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean it's kind of like what they did with uh, 3D Mario. Uh, they yeah. Upscaled all the UI elements in uh, so that your yeah, the Mario 64 actually right? you could you know it looked good. Yeah. You know uh, for that game. I mean they did it with a lot of stuff in that game to make it kind of work uh, considering how old that game is. Yeah, I fired up. Um, I fired up the Mario Galaxy, and that uh, that looked pretty good too. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how. I think this PlayStation will sell well. These things sell out. There, it's Christmas season. People want to get to the latest things. I, I, I think PlayStation still got tons of life in it as far as like PS4 goes. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a decision for for those fortunate enough to be able to score one. I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see the reviews that come out in the first two weeks of people comparing the two platforms because I'm not sure yet which platform is actually technically superior. And maybe we won't know for some time because it'll require the developers to really push the platforms. Yeah, I, 
I mean, if we think about Xbox One and PS4 when people compared those, what it wasn't it wasn't night and day, right? Like games compared to those two platforms, which were the con- you know considered like they're the comparable oh, they're systems, very right? They're yeah. very similar. You could always point to like one thing on one and one thing on another. Like maybe coloration was a little bit different in one versus the other, but otherwise, generally, generally. Well, like, I think what ended up happening with PlayStation is though they were pretty similar, and then PS4 Pro came out, and that was leaps and bounds better. And then Microsoft ended up coming out with their X, mm-hmm. and that was I think it's actually the best of the of all the platforms by some margin. Gives you the best frame rates, anyways. right? Um, but yeah, I I do one. have one update to uh, and I, I do notice in our notes the EA Play. I was reading today; it's actually only accessible if you have um, Game Pass Ultimate, not okay. just Game Pass, right? Based on what I'm reading, so I and actually they announced it as a launch, right? Uh, that's when November, yeah, November tenth, yeah. So I actually won't get it because I don't have and ultimate, and you will, yeah. Which is, uh, is the PC version coming out then? Probably not. It's probably just the no. PC the PC version is a little bit later, um, yeah. but uh, it's still part of ultimate, which is. I mean, I get it only until like April of next year, then it runs out. So that's when I'll need them to come and comp me. Uh, new ultimate, new ultimate. <laughs> yeah, for all the promos that we do. Yeah, how do we? We need to send them these podcasts. They might take offense to say that we we were getting paid, even they may, jokingly. Yeah, I by mean, them to it would be reasonable for them. Like, to we do did so. not pay you to do this, um, and we've already um, advertised for them. So I don't know that they will even come back and <laughs> and do it's it. It's true. Yeah. Why would we pay you now yeah. when you've already done you've so, already done the work? You've for done us. so much good for your for your. um i think that's all i have to say about sony uh and the playstation release i think the i think you actually i maybe have one more thing to say you uh commented like you were kind of shrugged and kind of meh when they kind of came out with their announcement video and stuff like that and i think you were like i didn't really see the fanfare i think um i think i got a little bit sucked up into the spider-man um because playing more spider-man is obviously very very appealing and demon souls is a type of game i've wanted to play but i haven't yet um and that that rent the the redo and that looks pretty good standing i mean it's Um, it's the same it's not it's not much different than xbox i guess it's just like so when they first you know when we first got the reveal um whatever it was a month ago or whatever you know we we first looked at it i guess it's probably a couple months um you know obviously you know i went through it we were watching it together and a few of the games i was like yeah that's really cool the spider-man game uh i was really obviously super excited about horizon forbidden west and that was very exciting um all was was it was just it was all the same there was nothing new to say other than okay here's the price of the the thing and yeah we did see a bit more gameplay of spider-man miles Morales. We did, for yeah. sure we did and that was pretty yeah. exciting because that that you know i just yeah, and digital foundry actually did a dive on that and they like found all the amazingness that playstation 5 added to it yeah so it'll be it'll be fun to compare the ps4 and just, ps5 version i don't know i just watched it and i was just kind of like okay more yeah, I, I I played this. I'm I want to play more. Well, yeah. everything else was just kind of like, yep, sure, okay. This is a game that you know, uh, you are going to be able to play on a PS5. I don't know. It just didn't feel like if you look at the first party and uh, games that are coming out for it, you know, on release, it's not overly exciting. Yes, Miles Morales is is a is obviously a good one. Demon Souls uh, for, for a lot of people is going to be cool. Um. 
all the third parties are for everything else. So I, I don't know. It just, it just the fanfare wasn't there for me. I just didn't. Feel I did. It. Know, the other thing that they're both doing is they're, um, and I feel like they're being it's being reported on poorly. Is that the pricing of the new games? They basically uptick them all ten dollars. Be interesting to see if PC picks up on this shortly as well. Um, so what are they? Eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, or or seventy US. And the um, wow. Um, so what but what you're seeing out of the gate though is because miles morales isn't really a full-blown new game it's kind of like a a jumbo dlc i think they're selling it at 50 us or something oh interesting um except if you want the you can either buy just the miles morales piece or you can buy it with the whole spider-man and the dlcs all together which is probably a great value for somebody who hasn't played it before yeah um so and i think that was like maybe closer to the full price or something but and there's a few other ones that are kind of relaunches that are kind of priced funny. But I think what I think their true story is is that all the new games are coming out at at uh, at the seventy US or ninety Canadian uh, pricing, which is which is a lot. Yeah. Um. It's interesting that they also have like basically my sense is, is that um that the deluxe versions and the collector's editions of these games, a lot of these games are are very profitable. And I'm a little surprised to see that you're not seeing the um, that we can't just stay at the price that we're at um, and have you know them make their money off of these additions that people are willing to fork over money for because people certainly buy the deluxe stuff um, and they're willing to part on those things. So why right. why sort of increase the base price uh, because they can? I mean, I don't know. It- yeah, I, I kind of wonder where that profit is going. Is that spread? I don't know. Is it? I don't know actually to, even how they. Is the it to standard. cover the fact that they had to sell sell the PlayStation Five at three ninety nine? Well, you, I, I guess I don't really develop it at five hundred dollars. It's yet? one of those hidden things, right? Who who determines the cost of the game? I guess the publisher, but like everybody, everybody obviously comes in and says, you know, sets a pr- game price. Because you don't have different publishers selling things at different prices. There's almost like a standard rate of game. Now, you could argue, okay, well, what about like indie games and things like that? But these these AAA studios, all these like new AAA studio games, like all come out at fixing. the same price. It is really right. Like <laughs> it, it kind of is. Yeah. You can, you know, uh, I it's. Um, I mean, Nintendo. One, the one same could way, argue right? the same for movies and other things too, right? Like you see, I mean, movies you see them a little bit of variance, but when a new movie comes out on and I haven't bought physical media for yeah. movies for a long time, but they were generally around the same price, right? Yeah, no, it, for sure it is. So, like, who, who pulls who's, the who pulls the string? So, when they raise that price, who's determining that? Yeah, is that a PlayStation? Like Sony's, like we're going to raise the price and we're going to take. I got to think that there's an some, extra couple bucks of agreements there to say to say that, yeah. Because the Xbox because the, games uh, are also raised. They are, yeah. Yeah, so it's across the board. Yeah. And now we're going to see Switch games go up. I think also Xbox has platform. done a better. Maybe there, I do have more than one thing to say. I think Xbox has done a much better job at being a little more transparent on what's going to work, and that you can. I think they're, they've even got a name for games you can buy today that'll just translate well into their new Xbox platform. Right. And um, PlayStation's kind of. I, it sounds like they've got the backwards compatibility, but they really haven't come out and been very clear on what does what yet. Gotcha. Uh, so there's still some gray areas for stuff. Mind you, it's kind of early days. Like, I think if my takeaway from this chat here and from any other discussions I've had on it is that if you want one, great. But like, 
you don't need it out of the gate and um and you can probably uh wait quite some time before you're going to find games that aren't coming on ps4 yeah by the sounds of things no if, i mean if if a game mid-year next year that's a big blockbuster is doing ps4 might be a bit yeah yeah but i can play last of us 2 on uh playstation 5 so oh can you yeah up rest and oh. uh and i can play last of us as well actually yeah definitely is what that game needs it's an, uh, an up res so just yeah just it needs more it. scary yeah no, more scariness and more actually can we can i get this game on playstation like the original playstation yes That's where i want to play these games i don't know that would help because i think like early the polygon actually the dogs jumping out in resident evil yeah i out, still so. think uh early yeah. resident evil would i don't know that i'd still be able to play that <laughs> so maybe today i could maybe Maybe after after my experiences, maybe I could do it. We should do some science. This is the- <laughs> uh, well. That was a good chat on PlayStation, yeah. there, Jacob. I am. <laughs> this is this is this is like the very professional ending to our podcast. Uh, we like to wrap wanna, our podcast up very professionally. Yeah, I don't think we actually even do a very good job of wrapping up. No, if you've um, got but- tips on how to wrap a podcast up, yeah, I'm all ears. Jacob, I yeah. think already knows how to do it, but I've just. He's just letting me run the show here. I just, you know, want to thank all our listeners for uh, tuning in and listening to us ramble for a very long time. You can catch us on Twitter at OutrunTheBear. Please, uh, you know, follow. Follow and tweet retweet our tweets. Yeah, I retweet. noticed actually this week, Jacob, I noticed yeah. some people retweeted my tweet. And they you did. Know, and, and I, got, I took control this week and I posted something on our twitter i was so excited to do it you did but you know what i think it was i think i used a hashtag i think that's what did it oh probably more hashtags you but then i think i think a uh certain acquaintance kind of liked it and that triggered also other people people from his to then see it and then they were like oh hades we're all doing hades and then that 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 grew so like we just got a tweet i i just gotta stop calling people twits tweeters (laughs) or twitterers you seem really offended by that i mean you're like are you really gonna call people twits are you really doing that's why there's a question mark i asked my wife about it too and she's like well you put a question mark it was just like a funny thing you were trying to figure out what to call people yeah i was like you didn't you didn't say say twits period i was like i know (laughs) hello like, twits would be funny yeah hello twits <laughs> i am coming I out with a podcast soon yeah All i right, just folks. outed myself for being the one who does those tweets and i should have i should have not so i could have blamed them on you when people questioned them that was a dumb tweet yeah well you know adam he likes to tweet anyways follow us on outrun the bear bear tweet us suggestions us. what you want to hear us talk about whatever you oh, want i would love that yeah That'd be great. all right Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Adam.